0: Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Good morning everybody and welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. We got there at just the right time. (laughs) <laughs> Our pre-production meeting at the restaurant. Did you see that line of people waiting to get in there? Blues egg, by the way,
1: people. Yeah. Good, good place. Everybody. They'll, they'll tell you that they got a side, uh, side order called uh, loaded hash browns. It's s- a full meal. Stuff. Yeah, it's oh, a full geez. meal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, everybody was nicely uh, masked up waiting oh. to get to their table there in Wauwatosa. Honestly, it is Tosa. I so. <laughs> uh, hope you're having a great week. This is, uh, we're into week two of the NFL season. That means we've gone through week one and uh, we have some insights because it was our first week of our Glutton's Guillotine League and um, there's things to talk about there. Because <laughs> we have that blind auction bidding. Oh, yeah. Actually something Dan called fab yeah um free agent
1: uh acquisition budget
0: oh free agent acquisition but okay yeah, all these new seventeen year old t- texting words that I don't well, understand. See, when, when
1: i when I tell you guys this stuff I'll give you these little tidbits you got you gotta listen to what I'm saying because <laughs> the these things like like I tell you what a, a redraft league is or a. Uh, Dynasty, Dynasty League, and, and you guys make fun of me, and it's like...
0: I, <laughs> there's things that mean They things. mean stuff. <laughs> well, check out the website, cffpodcast.com. Everything we talk about today, the news and notes links are there, and those news and notes links are going to be loaded with broken football players that aren't playing <laughs> or might not be playing for a while, and, uh, and there's a couple news stories in there, and then we're going to have our gambling. We have... Uh, the updated Glutton's Guillotine League scoring from week one. Um, and then, of course, we have we have something else going on this week, something that we've been asking about for a while. What? CFF Podcast at hotmail.com. I didn't even recognize this noise. What is it? <laughs> Strab1971 at yahoo.com. We have an email, everybody. You've got mail. That's right. We have an email. And, um, It comes from Jeff in Saginaw, Michigan. Wait a minute. Did you pre-read it? I did pre-read it. Okay. Um, We want to put Jeff at risk. Pre-read it, but apparently I had too much stuff to print off, and I we're going to have to, um, what do you call it, Uh, run through it, do like a rough run through. What's that called? Like a... Ad, not ad lib. Well, kind of ad lib. Oh, we can do that. I pre-read it, so I know what he said. We, we ad lib. We ad lib every week. So why would this be different? All, all the work I put into last week's Fantasy Girl, and I got nothing. No emails about football, uh, but I got well. an email about Fantasy Girl. So, so I guess we we know that it's still the number one segment on the show. <laughs> so like I said, send your emails, your questions, comments, concerns to cffpodcast and uh, we'll read them on the air if I print it off. If we don't print it off, I'll just kind of ad lib what you said because I do pre-read them. There you and go. His comments had to go along with this. Again, this is Jeff from Saginaw, Michigan. A listener in Saginaw. Eastern time zone, everyone.
1: Oh, there you go. So we're we're multi-time
0: uh, zone. We're transcontinental. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he said, um, not a fan of the fantasy girl. That We had Tommy Lauren last week. not
1: not a fan of her specifically or the segment
0: not a fan of her okay he goes um i've seen a lot better and then it finished up with what is that thing in her nose (laughs) because she has a nose ring
1: oh well that was probably your college picture (laughs) (laughs) no no, she has one now oh she does (laughs) okay he
0: goes what's that thing in her nose that is not sexy keep up the good work thanks
1: well, you know, you get you,
0: We have a broad We have a transcontinental audience. Exactly. We have there, to, There's people over here in Portland. That's right. That think that's awesome. Despite the fact that she's a conservative Republican, think that that nose ring is sexy. That is correct. <laughs> you got You got it, you know. You, you got to go demographic here. It's all in the person wearing it. <laughs> that's right. Now, you put a nose ring on somebody that looks like me? Not good. Uh, bad idea. <laughs> Very bad idea. Um but with that, let's let's get into our oh, don't forget the fan line, four one four five two zero eight two four nine. And leave, th- us, leave th- us a voicemail or a text message. Thanks to Saginaw Michigan for <laughs> chiming in. Yeah. <laughs> get those emails in, everybody. Long to read those. <laughs> like I said, we had our first week at the Glutton's Guillotine League. This is my first guillotine league. This is also my first auction bidding for waiver wires.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: I enjoyed it, but it's a lot of work, everyone i'm gonna tell you that right now
1: well remember now we we voted on this in the was it the cffl
0: yeah and it never goes through
1: yeah because i i don't think people understand it but i you know having done it it's it's definitely different (laughs) yeah but but the, the one thing about it and this is the thing that everybody should remember it's not the worst team always getting the best player that's available it's whoever wants, to spend, whoever the most wants money. to spend the most money. So you can have you can be the best team in the league and still get the best player available on waivers if you have
0: the most money. Put your money where your want is. Exactly. So we, we lost our one team last week, Team Rich, gone. Um, he was the guy, if you remember a couple weeks ago, he was uh, upset about his defense, and he wanted to switch it off because he didn't realize that the defenses were... I, I don't know if he thought that the defenses were more than what they really were. And I offered to switch defenses with him, but he never got back to me. And it wasn't even really his defense that cost him. It was the fact that he had James Conner and James Conner got hurt. Cam Akers didn't play much. Um, he started Matthew Stafford, right? Yeah. And no Galladay. Galladay didn't play. Well, he's an have Galladay. No, but Stafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm I'm doing the connection thing here.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not apparently figuring it out <laughs> his tight end didn't really do much. So I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, his defense only got him one point, being Houston. But
1: uh, well, he didn't get knocked out by much. But I mean, right. It's you know, it just happens. somebody's
0: got to lose. Yep, every week. And he was, he was saying that all along that he's probably going to be the first one out. Well, I didn't think he would be. I thought
1: whew, maybe that was sure. The fact that it was
0: me with no running
1: backs. Well, Ooh. you were you were down by quite a bit going. I, into I the, was.
0: Yeah. Thank God for Drew Lock. Big big comeback out your, of nowhere. Twenty twenty MVP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're twenty twenty MVP. But.
0: but after the team got guillotined, we are now down to sixteen teams, and that means all his players became available in our first week of blind bidding. The free agent frenzy. And uh so I want to know what your thoughts of that were since apparently this is your first blind bid.
1: Yeah, I um I did I put bids in on I think seven players. Yeah. I didn't get any of them. Um, but some of the some of the bids were on the high side. Mm-hmm. Well, well I would consider high. But um I guess, you know, you want to get your guys, you want to get your guys. So yeah. I mean it looks like it's gonna be uh, a spend a spending spree to get guys <laughs> every week, but
0: uh, I mean, you only have two hundred dollars, so eventually people are going to run out of money. Well, it's like I talked about with uh, talked about with Dan too on on the phone this weekend or this week. You know, there were there's obviously different plans as to how you're going to go about making your picks, and I, like I told you, was not aware how. Um, picky you got to be and you got to like watch this a lot yeah because I figured okay I'm going to try something I'm going to put some money in I'm going to put in a bid that I'm willing to be comfortable with for I wanted Julio Jones I wanted Cam Akers and I put in a bid for Jarek McKinnon because let's look at let's take it for what it is my team running back wise consisted of Brian Hill and then three other guys that I honestly don't know about. <laughs> I couldn't tell you their names offhand. I think I have Sony Michelle. I don't. I think I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't yeah. tell you. That's See? how bad they were. When you pick seventeenth, <laughs> that's take what, what you get. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I'm going to put in a bid for Cam Acres. I, I put in a twenty one dollar bid for Cam Akers. I thought, okay, that's. That might be a lot. I don't know. But that's what I'm comfortable spending. And I wanted Julio Jones. I figured I'll put in $25 for Julio Jones. God forbid I didn't realize I was that far away from winning those bids. Julio Jones went for 100 and some bucks. 103. And we start the season oh, off with $200. 103.02. 103.02. Don't know where the 02 came from, but hey,
1: he, in case somebody else bid 103, he <laughs> wanted to make sure he had
0: that. And then um, I. I, as the commissioner was able to, after the bids went through, find out who bid what on everything. Okay. You know, who, and the second place bid on Julio Jones was $92. So people are spending money or trying to spend money. Yeah. And I I would have thought, shit, I'm going in for $92. I'm going to get Julio Jones. Yeah. No, I lost. Well, I
1: put, (laughs) I put in 51 and I thought that was a high bid. So I was, I bid half of what he went for.
0: Right. So that after all the waivers went through, I'm I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, well I didn't win anything. I still don't have a running back. Although I won my bid for Jarek McKinnon, so that that's one of my starting running backs right there, Jarek McKinnon. That's a step up from what you
1: had week one, <laughs> and you you didn't get knocked out week one. So
0: <laughs> so then I'm thinking, okay, what's my next plan? Like, okay, my next plan is to let's see who the people got rid of when they won their bids. So then I saw A J Dillon. I'm going, A J Dillon's still better than Brian Hill. Okay, um, I'll put in a bid for AJ Dillon, and, and hopefully, I don't have to bid much on him because everybody's, ah, oh, all the players are gone now. Oh, damn! And I did. I won AJ Dillon for almost nothing. Yeah, it was five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. So that's not bad. So I'm all right. I've so been, now I have AJ Dillon and Jarek McKinnon starting this week. You got you got
1: Jarek McKinnon. No, AJ Dillon. You got AJ Dillon. For a fast food happy meal. Exactly. Five bucks, five bucks, five? Uh, for a foot long from Subway. Yeah.
0: For, for two whoppers for $5 at Just, Burger King. There you go. There we go. For the Glenn Scanteon League. Hey, bring it back to food every time. So, and then Dan was telling me that he went off of this theory. He went off of, um, went and looked at all the auction sites. Okay. For auction drafts to see where players went roughly.
1: Value wise. Value
0: wise. And, uh, so that's what Julio Jones was going for on auction sites around sixty bucks, sixty some dollars,
1: in a regular draft. In a
0: regular draft. So that guy, for oh, what really that is, way overpaid. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, I guess if you want him, you go spend well, the money. If you're desperate, you have to go high. Be, you know, especially with all the injuries that happened this week, which we're going to be finding out. Oh, and by the way, Julio's on the
1: injury uh, list. Oh. Well, I'd, I'd hate to spend $103 and have to put him on
0: the bench. Cause <laughs> I'm amazed at how many, there are so many players on the injury list. I had to like go through and figure, okay, which ones aren't we going to talk about? Exactly. Take the biggest <laughs> names because there's a lot of names. So with that, let's just get right into it. Time for the news and notes, and as we do in this this year of 2020, whenever we can, we start with this.
1: Masks are very important
0: right now in the United States. People should not be walking around with masks. And the truth shall set you free. That's right. It's our COVID sports update, everybody. We start with this. The Big Ten has announced that they will begin playing. In late October, better late than never, right? No, they they finally came around. And Wisconsin had forty-two positive tests. Is that right? I know the whole school shut uh, down on, on, on their the football, yeah, the whole football team and staff and everything. They well, 42. they'll be safer now because they're they're in the program. So. Well, not only that, but it's like and here is a situation like people are not looking into this the way they should be. It's like. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of positive tests on college campuses because they're testing everybody well, that's there. Could, could it be and because college every, kids are stupid? Well, that too. <laughs> Plus, they're testing everybody every week or every other week, and everybody gets tested. So, yeah, there's going to be people that aren't feeling sick that are going to show up positive. They're like, let's let's. In the latest <laughs> weekly update on COVID testing in the NFL let's move on to this from September 6th through September 12th the NFL performed forty thousand four hundred seventy nine tests and confirmed seven positive tests amongst players and staff which is one fewer than the previous week and it was it was what
1: two players and five staff right yeah so the yeah. damn staff's bringing the whole the whole the whole numbers terrible
0: <laughs> they're, they're making that that point zero 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 one seven percent positive number look horrible yeah <laughs> So I'm thinking it's time to move on from all this. The league is wasting time and money with all this testing every day. Uh, You test when someone is symptomatic and contact trace after that, and you'll be fine. In the words of BLM, enough is enough. (laughs) The CDC has come out to plead with everyone to wear a face mask, and I'm telling you right now that even when there is a vaccine, that's when they want you to continue to wear a face mask. So even if you get the vaccine... You should wear a face mask because, as the CDC says, there's, there's no, f- no proof that that vaccine is going to be um, beneficial to everyone, that some people might reject the vaccine, which means that the vaccine is not helping them, but that mask, that mask will, that'll protect them.
1: So we're going to become a third-world country where
0: he's walking around with masks. masks we're For, forever. <laughs> well, that's, that's Al Gore's plan. Well, just let all the people Al go into the I sky mean, then. Al Gore. Joe Biden's plan. Is that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Same thing. Pick a guy. He And and then the CDC guy was was talking at the the Senate, and he was holding up a paper mask. As he held up that paper mask, I'm looking at I'm thinking, you know, did you even look at the box that that paper mask came out of? Because that box says in black and white, "These masks do not stop the spread of viruses." But he's telling us that, "Yep, if you get that vaccine, you should still wear this mask because it's the only way you're going to be really protected." Oh, I do. I do have an interesting trivia question for you that folds into this.
1: Yeah. Do you know who the number one selling um, bobblehead is for?
0: Fauci. Exactly. Dr. By, by a lot, by yeah.
1: double the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> I find
0: that hilarious. Uh, We've had three weeks of organized football being played, and there is yet to be this huge feared outbreak of COVID, which is good. I mean, other than, of course, if you're playing for Baylor, which we'll get into a little later on. Poor Dave Aranda. (laughs) Which finally brings us to this point. Uh, I said one day, or I said in day one, that the mask mandate, which is supposed to end at the end of September here in Wisconsin, would not end at the end of September, because I know how liberals work. Once they get their claws in something, that is power, and they're very reluctant to let that power go. Think of it like a like an eagle with a fish in its talons. <laughs> there you go. Nice, Again, nice visual. <laughs> in fact, lo and behold, we are all of a sudden being told that the numbers of positive tests are going up. And here it is, middle of September here in Wisconsin. And mm. all of a sudden now, all sudden, oh, those numbers. I told you this would happen. Governor Eeyore here in Wisconsin. Come out and say, you know, I wanted this mask mandate to end, but numbers just aren't there yet. Well, you know, it's, it's because the
1: NFL started. That's why this, all this yep. COVID is going around. Yeah, this
0: this zero 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 one seven percent,
1: and no, and nobody's going to the games. But that we're getting it because <laughs> of the NFL.
0: And of course, you know, neglecting the fact that numbers in Wisconsin, like most states, are going up a bit because of the kids going back to college. But hey, those pesky facts don't help a liberal in their storyline. <laughs> I'm telling you, get ready. You'll be watching football game once the powers that be allow you even into the stadium with a face diaper on, even though you are sitting outside in the fresh air. There it is. That's your, um, what do you call it? COVID sports update, which means we can start the news. And as we do every season when we start the news, we got to get out of the way and move over for the... <laughs> The emergency vehicles. Our first big injury of the season goes to everyone's favorite, Marlon Mack, who left the game early last week with a torn Achilles tendon. This is sad news for Mack, who's going into free agency after this season, and he is likely going to need to wait a while before he's signed by another team. On the other hand, we have good news. See, with every bad news, there's a silver lining. So with every bad news... God opens the window. It says, yes, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines. I'm going to hand you this little nugget. (laughs) They'll both obviously see a big increase in their action this year. This is also big news for Jordan Wilkins, who is going to see more action as the number three back. Le'Veon Bell suffered another career injury. Uh beyond the one he suffered when he signed with the Jets in the first place. (laughs) Last week, Bell suffered a hamstring injury. He's expected to miss a game or two. And if this isn't reason enough to simply avoid Bell at any cost, I don't know what more you would need. Even if he is ready to play this weekend against San Francisco, there is no way you could take a chance. On top of that, you also have Adam Gay saying he is mad at himself. Did you hear this? He's mad at himself for allowing Bell to return to the game after he got the injury. So, so now Gase has joined
1: everybody else in America. (laughs) Who's mad at him. Okay.
0: (laughs) Frankly, I'm feeling very comfortable with my call last week that he is going to be the first team or the first head coach to be let go by their team. And I'm telling you before they're by in week 11, he will be gone. And, uh, the, the lamey on Bell reminds me of another thing. And, uh, the guillotine league if we want to take a little sidetrack back backwards a little bit. We forget we forgot a bag at the station. Let's get on the trolley and take a sidetrack. <laughs> Dan asked me he goes he cause he's um, not feeling very lucky about this or not feeling very confident about this week in the guillotine league. He thinks he's the next one out. Oh. Because he lost. Well
1: like, Dan, just remember what happened to the first guy who thought he was the first one out. He's yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: lost Michael Thomas. Oh. He lost Le'Veon Bell. Wow. Philip Lindsay. This could crush your team, Dan. Yes. So he's he's hurting. He, f- he lost another receiver, I think, too. Uh, I should go back there and look. But He
1: should have put $104
0: on Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so his question was, if, if, in fact, he is the guy out this week, he gets cut, does someone go and put money on a Michael Thomas and a Le'Veon Bell, and how much would you risk right now, knowing that Michael Thomas is out for a, at least coming up here? Well at least
1: three weeks now because
0: he's right? Yeah. So what would you put down well, somebody, would you?
1: Somebody put uh uh James Conner was in is this exact situation. Somebody put twenty five bucks on him yeah. last week, and he was he's injured and at the time
0: it looked yeah, he like he might it was, not play this
1: week. Yeah, it looks like it was the extended thing. Oh,
0: that's one of my guys, Benny Snell.
1: There he, see <laughs> it all
0: comes back to a point.
1: <laughs> So, so you got you got the starting run. Well, no! Well, depending on if Connor comes back or not. Yeah, this this is this is what that whole draft strategy is. You got to pick guys that are going to be
0: useful down the road. And, exactly. Well, and who who knew that uh, Michael Thomas was going to get his ankle rolled up yeah. on? By, I,
1: I mean, th- those are things yeah. you can't plan
0: on, right? So there'll be moves made to pick up Michael oh, so, Thomas, and somebody somebody will
1: grab him. I mean, the the fact is, the teams the teams at the top of the league are going to have strong enough rosters that if they want to put a guy and you stash him for a little stash bit. a guy yeah. for a couple of weeks. I mean, although they, they may find out that they get the injury and then they got to yes. use that spot for and like, well, shit. I have a
0: guy injured already. I don't need pick another up Auden one. Tate or somebody that's, you know, <laughs> really valuable. We move on with the next, uh, stretcher news thing. David and Joku <laughs> suffered a knee injury during week one. He was playing well. Even after most people were thinking he would end up being the number three tight end in Cleveland, now he pretty much is because he's out. He was placed on the injured reserve list with a sprained MCL. And then Thursday night, it was Cincinnati versus Cleveland, and Austin Hooper looked really good. But So did C.J. Uzama. Oops. Oh, oh <laughs> C.J. Uzama, our next tight end. <laughs> Done for the year with a torn ACL. Which yep. brought in a guy I never even heard of. Oh yeah, um, and he looked good.
1: Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't sprinkle. That's washing. Yeah, it was sprinkle. Sample. No sample. 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 Yeah, a
0: sprinkle sample. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, these guys were drafted. sample and sprinkle.
1: Well, if you remember, they drafted him really early. Yeah, everyone was like, "What?" Well, no?
0: we know. Yeah, cause we know we're going to injury. Zama is going to tear up his knee week two they're geniuses we're, we're guessing <laughs> it's either going to be him or aj green and they're both receivers remember last week when we said
1: pretty much you could start any tight end because they're all there's so many good ones yeah and, oh, and, not
0: anymore <laughs> well and but now they're all going to be playing Devonte parker mm. suffered a hamstring injury against the patriots last sunday parker was having hamstring injury uh issues during training camp so this wasn't extremely surprising if he's unable to play this week, you can expect to see more from both Preston Williams and Tredavious White.
1: What about Mike Mike Well, he's end. a
0: tight end. Yeah. Well, he'll play. I but, need more from him. But we're talking <laughs> receivers.
1: It's a guillotine Wide league. Receiver. It's cutthroat.
0: <laughs> tight end for the Cowboys. Blake Jarwin is done for the season. Aye, aye. He suffered a torn ACL. We're losing all the tight ends, everybody. He's expected to undergo surgery in the near future and should make a full recovery before the 2021 season. This injury means that your new tight end juggernaut in Dallas consists of Dalton Schultz and Blake Bell. Dalton Schultz from Notre Dame. Is he? Yeah. You can go put a bid in on him? (laughs) No. (laughs) Here we go. Michael Thomas, he's expected to miss significant time with his high ankle sprain. And this was an injury Thomas thought he was going to be able to play through, but team officials are now saying several weeks, and he, in fact, has been placed on the IR, so it's at least three weeks. Minimum. Minimum. (laughs) minimum. Easy for me to (laughs) say. (laughs) This is something Thomas owners are going to be watching and hoping for the best. Latest report is week seven for Thomas before he is back in the game.
1: A tough thing in the guillotine league, you don't have an IR to stash a you guy. You don't have in. an
0: IR, and you got to hope you make it to week seven. Exactly. Denver running back Phil Lindsay, another one of Dan's players, suffered a toe injury in his Monday night football game against Tennessee, and he's apparently looking for a second opinion. Uh, the first opinion said turf tone. He didn't like that one. <laughs> Denver is hoping he will not be out too long, and as for week two against Pittsburgh, he's done. His status, highly in doubt. With Lindsey likely out, Melvin Gordon will naturally get most of the work with Royce Freeman on mop-up duty. There's another guy. Yep. Much like it was after, like it was Monday after Lindsey got his injury, Royce Freeman came in and looked pedestrian, but, Mm. you know, he's uh, he got time.
1: He's a younger Peyton Barber. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yes, he is.
0: (laughs) Rookie Jets receiver continues with his, uh, Hamstring injury problems. Um, like you said, it's been problematic for him for quite some time, and team is hoping to shut him down for a few weeks, and that will hopefully get him back to where he needs to be in order to play. You, you will know it? What, you know it will help him? What? Adam Gase getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> that will help him. They won't make him play with a hurt, injured <laughs> hamstring. Mike Evans continued to sit out of practice this week with his injured hamstring. Evans was virtually invisible this past week in Tampa's game against the Saints. And it looks like Evans will be out on the field this weekend, barring any setbacks. Although, take that for what you will because he was out there last week too. (laughs) Just because you're out there. Somebody said he was. (laughs) Somebody's still got to get you the ball and you got to catch it. Another player missing practices this week is James Conner. He continues to suffer from his in-game injury of his ankle. Mike Tomlin is optimistic about Connor being available, although they are planning on having Benny Snell as the head back against the Broncos this week. I have a Benny Snell. Well, even if Connor plays, how long is it going to be before yeah. he gets something else hurt? Ugh. George Kittle. Mm. Poor George Kittle.
1: Poor uh, The 49ers, man. They're yeah. like the cursed team this <laughs> Yes, here. for
0: receivers. He uh, mispracticed this week after his hyperextended knee injury. That's, he suffered against Cardinals and... Despite practicing, despite despite not practicing all week, Coach Shanahan was hopeful he would play, but nope, they already called him out for this weekend. So he's officially out. Officially out. Wow, not playing. Good.
1: Good thing I cut a Jimmy Garoppolo because he got nobody <laughs> to throw to. <laughs> hey, that and makes, and
0: because he's even with people to throw to, he's not um, that good.
1: And you you know that that actually makes your Jerek McKinnon pick up uh, better. Look look a little better. Well, Dan
0: had, Dan had a comment about that too which made me second guess the whole Jared mckinnon thing he said that they're talking that the reason tevin tevin coleman didn't play last week or play very much was because they were in frisco and they had the wildfires and apparently tevin coleman has sickle cell anemia he does Yeah, it's
1: a sickle cell trait
0: okay so he uh, apparently has respiratory roughness Okay, and they were thinking that the the fire smoke was going to hinder that and the 49ers are apparently giving him the call you play when you can play.
1: Now, how much BS are we actually going to allow in this?
0: Well, I, I don't know. I, it if, sounds it sounds legit because well, there it's, are fires. It's all it's all legit. But
1: if it's a concern, yes. Why was he playing at all?
0: Because they're leaving it up to him. No. I don't know.
1: What what team is gonna allow a player to make a call on a health issue? Players are stupid. <laughs> they're, they're gonna do what they want to do. But they're rich. <laughs> but but I, I mean I, I can't I can't buy into this nonsense because if he's got if he's got this sickle cell thing, yeah, which he does, yes. and there are wildfires, which there were, yes. why in the hell is he on the field? I don't care. One time, four times, he shouldn't be playing. So I think he's not...
0: That good? Jarek McKinnon's the man?
1: Jarek McKinnon's looked great in camp.
0: Yeah, Now you know what they they say.
1: But they didn't keep him for two years and pay him a lot of money for two years to do nothing because they're nice guys. There's something there. All
0: right, well...
1: I. don't be hard on yourself. Uh, I like them. McKinnon I, I'm back
0: to feeling a little better, but I'm still concerned. I'll have to see what happens this week when they're playing over there in New York.
1: This is this is them just floating out trial oh, bones, I'm okay. telling you.
0: I hope you're right. Speaking of guys that aren't going to be playing this week, one of my guys, A.J. Brown, has not been practicing this week with his injured knee. I should have traded him when I had the chance. Yeah. Damn it. It was pretty obvious that he was not as productive as he should have been against the Broncos. A team that ha, that is easier to pass on than run against. He should have been a lot better. But well, uh, Corey
1: Davis was taking up all the slack.
0: So AJ Brown not playing this week with his bone bruise or whatever it is he's got. Tampa Bay is Chris Godwin. He's in concussion protocol, and they're thinking at least two to three weeks.
1: Wh- when did he get the concussion? Was it in practice or was it? No, actually, it was in the game. It wasn't the game. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. Still in there as as of Thursday, September 7th. Arian said that the team is going to be very cautious with Godwin. Well, of course, they already have rules to follow. <laughs> Reports are speculating that Godwin will not only miss this week's game, but quite possibly even more time after that. Look for Scotty Miller to get more playing time into Buccaneers offense. Oh, all those Tampa Bay passing offensive weapons. Ah, <sighs> if only it was before the pre before the beginning of the season Tampa Bay was going to the Super Bowl <laughs> the days those they're, were the days there's still time there's still time yeah you, did you watch Gronk last
1: week i if you remember he's the guy i told you not to not to play yeah. i said oj howard
0: yeah gronk looked slow old slow old and skinny
1: well he's yeah he's <clears throat> there's there's no way in that short amount of time he put on his playing weight or is is up to
0: speed right conditionally he's still on party boat mode exactly (laughs) the drunk brothers (laughs) and finally on the injured list updating a story from last week Kenny Galladay did not play in week one due to hamstring injury he has not been practicing much if at all this week and there are still questions as to whether or not he will be available this weekend against the Packers he's been upgraded to out upgraded to out downgraded, everybody downgraded, I guess, yeah. <laughs> upgraded from dead to all out <laughs> <laughs> which brings us to this how long exactly before we see two Tagovailoa on the field for the dolphins fitzpatrick did not look good at all first of all he's a shave
1: he it, does he does have that majestic it, beard stupid <laughs> It doesn't work with a helmet, though. I don't understand how that whole chin strap thing no, actually works. That can't be that can't be safe. <laughs> it can't be comfortable either.
0: <laughs> There's no way you can say that Tua is going to be any worse right now than, than fits Horrible is what he's bringing to the field. I, I, have, right? I, I have some data for you, so when you're ready, you <laughs> let me know. Last week against the Patriots, okay, this is, this is Ryan's line. 20 for 30, 191 yards. With zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Now, go ahead with your stats. Well, first of all, I'll say that.
1: Remember that Ryan's a boomer bus guy. He's yes. fits magic.
0: Fits magic. That oh, all I had it done is fits horrible. No, fits magic. Okay, all right. You you, you must have. i read it wrong. He's yeah.
1: ran, ran on the wrong Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> um, my <so>, my auto correct <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so for, for week one, New England they're passing off or passing defense. Number five. Okay. Week two is against Buffalo. Ooh. Their okay. passing defense, number eight. Ooh. So now you know why two is not playing. Week three, Jacksonville, 28th against so the pass.
0: two will be in there. week three.
1: Well, they've got Jacksonville, which is 28th in week three. Yep. Seattle, which is 30th in week four. Okay. Then after that, it goes back down to the 49ers, Denver, and the Chargers. So I'm uh, either either he comes in in week three, right, or I win the bet. Ooh. So
0: okay, I do have this. Ryan Fitzpatrick will start half of the season for Miami in 2020.
1: And remember, it doesn't say start the first half; it just half the season.
0: <laughs> so so when Tua gets hurt on a run, then oh, he goes no. back in. <laughs> that's
1: that's the smartness of betting. You know, uh, watch the wording.
0: Yeah. That's why it's so hard to make these bets with Dan. He's crafty? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He always put in this barring injury line. Oh, well. And then, like, we were trying to do the one with Taysom Hill. In fact, I I got a, or no, the Cole McDonald one. Um. Because I said he'd be the Titan starting quarterback in 20, 2022. He goes, well, what do you mean by starting? I said, well, they'll call him the starting quarterback. He goes, well, so if he starts week one, but he didn't start after that. You win the bet? And I said, Yeah, he was a starting quarterback. He goes, Oh no, he's got to start a certain number. I'm like, oh, oh wow. So we gotta get that one nailed down yet. Although <laughs> that one I'm gonna end up losing anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's, now, he's gotta be on a team to be the starting quarterback. But is he back on their practice squad? Oh, I don't know. You should check that out 'cause I should check that out. I might Remember, be okay.
1: I'm gonna send you that I'm gonna send you that um that article on all the new rules yeah. for rosters and stuff, oh. for, for required reading.
0: will put and, that up on the website, see I, if anybody else can figure I think it, that I out. I think it
1: would be interesting for people to look at and realize all the, all the rule changes.
0: After his horrible performance last weekend, Tom Brady made the following comment, doesn't matter how much talent you have if you throw interceptions and interceptions return for touchdowns. Wait, I was told that this talent was so amazing that – Tom Brady was going to be able to throw these balls with his eyes closed and they'll be walking to the Super Bowl. From the second the old plow horse was signed in in Tampa Bay. Oh, stop. I had to listen to every silly ass talking about how (laughs) how all the talent in Tampa Bay and all the, the talent they were planning on signing before the season starts. We may as well just give Brady the MVP and give the Buccaneers a Super Bowl trophy now. Now Brady has shown us who he really is washed up old quarterback who had a few good seasons we're supposed to believe that all this talent Tampa Bay brought in is now meaningless meaningless worthless wasted money you you you, that you do know waste. you do know how who they played on week 1 right they played new orleans yeah which is one they, of the best defenses in the league they have two games against new orleans this year yeah they have two games against atlanta this year the, I'll guarantee you,
1: he's in the top five quarterbacks against Atlanta. They will run the score up on Atlanta.
0: Okay, I got to write this down before this one. I'm taking. Okay, there you go. Which uh, which game against Atlanta? First or second, or are, you, are we going both? Let's go both. All right, um, reach in that little bin next to you and grab me a pen and throw it over here. <laughs> I come prepared. As I write this down, I'm going to try and write and do and everything.
1: Well, while you're writing, let me let me give you a little. Can I give you a little data? Sure. Okay. So as far as Tom Brady goes, we're saying top five fantasy quarterback, right? Top five fantasy, right? So Brady has lost his last three games. He's only lost four straight games once in his career, and that was in 2002.
0: Yeah, but he played in a division that had no one in it. It was terrible. Well, okay, now we're going to blame him because the division. Opponents yes. Are well, shitty. no, no. It's it's a, it, this is again. This is what we talked about. Stats can be turned into anything you want them to. When right. you when you look at the take these stats into context and you realize that okay, it was New England and then it was East West South North State and then Tech Community <laughs> College and then Little Sisters of the Poor. That's your 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 division. Yeah, you're going to win. Blessed, you're not gonna lose four games in a row. Okay, so you sh- always got a game against one of those three losers.
1: So you look at you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers when Terry Bradshaw was a quarterback. Yes. Same exact situation. Yes. He won four Super Bowls. Yes. Y- you can't hold it against him that <laughs> No, you can't, but you do have to put it into context.
0: No, you don't. Sure you do. History never looks at context. Aaron Rodgers plays one of the toughest conferences and divisions in the NFL. I'll agree with that. So oh goat. Goat <laughs> Did did you,
1: did you happen to see the Aaron Andrews article on did Tom Brady? Did you happen to
0: see Aaron Andrews?
1: Well, oh yeah. Woo! She might be the girl of the week one of these weeks. Better write that down. <laughs> okay. Uh there there was an article um that she that she, she was on some show as a guest. And she uh, this is what they said. Aaron Andrews found Tom Brady's F bomb tirade interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he the the nice guy is is not very nice when you when there's nobody in the stands and you can hear him talking and yelling on the side. Well, that's what she said. She said uh, there were, there were two things she got out of Sunday's game.
1: She never knew how much. And they spaced this out. S space T space.
0: What word would that be?
1: Well, think about it. They did it wrong.
0: Yeah, it would be space space.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> Sad. Only sit.
0: on only on ESPN could they screw up
1: shit. <laughs> she so she said there was she didn't never knew how much shit talking there was. Um, you could hear it so clear, and I can't imagine if I was down there that it would have been what it would have been like. And she said the other thing is that after Tom Brady threw the first interception, I, I mean we all know we've seen the video of him get so fired up, but again, it was silent in there, and you just heard two F-bombs clear as day, (laughs) and you're like, oh, boy, (laughs) this is what
0: we're going to be going to hear all season. So it was interesting. Yeah, well, (laughs) uh, it was interesting, and at least they were smart enough to put those games on a delay. Well that the exact cutting out sound the whole You'd have to on be ...on all those games. Think
1: think about it like in an arena football league. Yeah. Where you go in there and there's, you know, there's ten people in the stands. Yeah. You can hear every single yes. thing they say. Yes. I can't imagine that a professional football game. You know, they they talk about, you know, those guys mic'd up and you hear some of the stuff that they say and it's right.
0: It's only the clean stuff. Yeah, it takes them 30 minutes to get the good stuff that they can play. It's like, why are you putting a mic on Ray Lewis? Exactly. Is there anything clean come out of his mouth? Hey, that's <laughs> all I can play. We, we mic'd up Ray Lewis, and uh, sorry, we're not going to be able to use any <laughs> we, of it. The... We can't use any of it. <laughs> it's completely useless. And speaking of football players, Mohamed Sanu, he signed with the San Francisco 49ers because they have, I think they're in the negative numbers with receivers now. <sighs> They owe the league. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain linemen at receiver. Exactly. There's certain guys with the number 68. Hey, Coach, Coach, I want
1: to play. I can run a little bit. It's like the baseball teams that are down to putting position players in the pitch because they
0: getting slaughtered. My hands are like pillows. Duck hands. Sanu didn't impress anyone in training camp when he was with the Patriots, but uh, hopefully he'll get to see some action. And do something with the 49ers. I mean <laughs> he'll look better than any of their other receivers. <laughs> he, he's not hurt anymore, I don't believe. Exactly. And with Le'Veon Bell out for the foreseeable future, like we talked about in the injuries, Frank Gore now takes over as a starter for the Jets. And just in time because they play the 49ers this week.
1: Now in the Dynasty League. Yes. Or not in the, I'm sorry, not in the Dynasty League, in the 18 league. Would you put a bid in on a Frank Gore? No. I
0: mean No. No, I would not. <laughs> no. What good is he going to be for you? Well, I mean, and this is me. Maybe I, if if I was guaranteed he was going to do something. Yeah, but that's the thing is you're never
1: guaranteed with these guys. Yeah. It's a Gase offense and Bell couldn't make anything happen. <laughs> How the hell is Frank Gore going to make something happen? Oh, uh, well, he's. Now watch, he will go out and yeah, go for rock. 70 yards.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, shit. Could have <laughs> had a Frank Gore for nothing. Exactly. And even with the start, Gore is not much more than in fantasy owners' minds than a RB three, RB four type player. If Gore cannot handle his job, look for Josh Adams and newly signed Kalen Balage, 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 uh, who's now reunited with Adam GaSe to get some work. So wait a minute. After
1: they traded and gave away stuff to get him, yep. Now they now much like the Guillotine League, they went back and signed him for nothing.
0: Kalen? yeah, yeah, yeah well they they had him he had him in Miami, yeah, and then they let him go. He also had a Kenyan Drake in Miami who he did nothing with. How's that working? <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the must starts and don't bothers for week two of the NFL season in your fantasy season and I, I know it's probably a little late, but you still have some time to get your stuff in for your starting lineups. And as always, we start with the quarterbacks. I have a couple, and then we'll see who Wayne has. I'm 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 only gonna give you deep cuts this week. That's that's what I try and do. So I'm I'm for the not, must starts. I'm trying not to tell you, yeah, you should start Aaron Rodgers. Well, I'm, I'm gonna give you the, the deep, deep cuts. The so deep, we'll we'll deep see.
1: Ones? We'll see if you touch you touch far enough down to get my guys.
0: Tickle that little nerve. That's right. <laughs> All right, my first guy this week, Josh Allen versus Miami. Josh Allen is finally getting some love in in must starts. This hasn't happened, I don't think, since he's been in the league. Granted, you're going to need to look past his fumbles from last week. But other than that, I like Josh Allen to do, some, the, to do the same with the Dolphins that the Patriots did last week. The strength of the Dolphins' defense is their secondary. And that was evidence against the, the Patriots last week when Cam Newton turned into a running back. I think the Bills will be able to exploit the, the Dolphins' secondary more than New England did. Because they have better receivers. Also, a piece of interesting statistical stuff is that Josh Allen has scored at least 21 fantasy points in all four starts that he has had against the Dolphins. There you Good go. Good info. Yeah, Josh you, Allen.
1: You still got to hold your nose when you go to pick him up. But MVP quarterback. Oh, stop <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> My next one Philip Rivers versus Minnesota. Again, let's get past the horrible interceptions and freaky delivery of Philip Rivers and his arm that is no longer even alive. Nothing we can do about those things. There are legitimate concerns about the Vikings' defense for this year. Rivers had his usual start line in week one, 363 yards passing, and a touchdown. It doesn't sound that that spectacular, but it isn't bad. Get Rivers into your lineup. This is a weird week because I also like Mitchell Trubisky against the Giants and Jimmy G against the Jets. Mitchell, Mitchell was almost my deep cut. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky, you might as well get him in there while you can because it's not going to last very long. It's not very long. And I might have to take Jimmy G out of there because who's he going to throw to? Well, Mohamed Sanu, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then who? Uh,
1: oh, uh, Jerk McKinnon. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> there you go. All
0: right. Who do, who do you have for must-start?
1: All right, I, I, now there's going to be there's a theme to my, all my guys. It just it, and I didn't look for this; it just worked out.
0: They're all second stringers. Uh, You're hoping for injuries. You'll you'll you'll, <laughs> you'll see if
1: you can figure this out. All right, my uh, deep cut is going to be Tyrod Taylor. Okay, against Kansas City. Okay, because they're going to be playing from behind the entire yes, game. Yes, yes. He is going to be chucking that ball like nobody's business. Okay, so I think he's going to put up. I mean, Mike Williams uh, came rose from the dead last week and played, even though he wasn't supposed to. And right. They were pretty good, so I, I think, I think uh, Tyra Taylor's a good, a good play this week.
0: Okay. All right. As far as don't bothers for me, keep these guys on your bench. Matt Stafford versus Green Bay. Stafford managed only 16 fantasy points against the Bears last week, and that, that is a lot for Stafford considering what he has done against the Packers. In his last three starts against Green Bay, he has only managed 15 points per game, and the Packers have allowed, on average, Only 13.8 fantasy points to quarterbacks since last season. Small sample size, but it's something. Well, and Galladay's not playing, so. There you go. Packer win. Yeah. My other guy to keep on your bench, and this this one hurts me because I'm a big believer in him. Drew Locke versus Pittsburgh. Mm. And I have to play him in guillotine because he's the only quarterback I have. (laughs) He looked pretty good against Tennessee and should have actually won that game. This matchup is going to be much tougher, in my opinion, especially considering no one knows if Cortland Sutton is going to be ready to play. And if he doesn't, Jerry Judy needs to hold on to the ball. Uh, Good point. Don't get me wrong. Locke is going to have fantasy stud opportunities coming up this season. It just may not be this week. Also not a fan of Daniel Jones this week against Chicago. Bench, people. I actually
1: love Daniel Jones against Chicago. You do? There three other defensive guys are hurt. Khalil Mack. Um, uh, I, can't remember, I can't remember the other two guys. Okay. defensive line guys. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. And that's when oh. Daniel Jones chokes.
0: Is when he's got pressure? When he's, when
1: it's the, I mean, like, you know, any he's got to think fast. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 think, I think he could be a sneaky play.
0: Kind of like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo last week. He was just running for the sake of running. Like, yeah. oh, who's chasing him? Who am I not seeing?
1: <laughs> Um, I think I think he had the Sam Darnold disease. He's seeing ghosts. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant he had he had a uh,
0: mono. mono. No, <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> that's the other Sam Darnold disease.
0: <laughs> Which takes us to running backs. My must starts for this week: Jonathan Taylor versus Minnesota. Marlon Mack is out, and it looks like he has played his final game in Indy. With that being said, the Jonathan Taylor timeline starts today. Taylor is blessed right now to be with a very good offensive line. Naeem Hines is going to get his share of touches, but Taylor is just at a different level than Naeem Hines. Taylor, R-O-Y. Rookie of the year. Yes. I think so. So much so that uh, next year, I would not be surprised if there's going to be, especially if he gets rookie of the year, going to be people out there arguing about whether or not Jonathan Taylor is worthy of a first pick and fantasy football or not oh he will be he's gonna put it he is gonna put up numbers <laughs> next guy I like this week adrian peterson versus green bay last week peterson finished a game with 14 fantasy points and he led all rushers with five rushes of 10 yards or more he, he was almost my deep cut deep cut yeah uh the Lions are going to need to control the pace of this game against green bay which means they are going to likely feature peterson in this matchup i also like david johnson against baltimore and Aaron Jones against Detroit. Your deep cut for must-start running back is? Joshua Kelly. Oh. With
1: Justin Jackson uh, leaving game one with a quad injury. He had 12 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. So I think he's going to be a good plug-and-play in a game that's going to be
0: score. So you're going to get the Kansas City defense here. Exactly. because Their team is going to be behind all the time.
1: Well, because Kansas City... um, both their starting quarterbacks are out because um, Breland is suspended for four games. Yep. And last week, um, Chavarius Ward fractured his hand, Oof. so they don't have those guys. So the down the downfield support's not going to be there. I think this could be a big game for uh, you know them sco- uh, scoring, but yeah. they're not. There's no chance they're going to win the game, but. <laughs>
0: As far as no bothers for me, I have Chris Carson versus New England. Carson turned 6 carries last week, 6 carries into a huge fantasy day, but that was mainly because he also had 6 receptions and 2 touchdowns.
1: Cuz they, cuz they're letting Wilson is yeah. it Cook? Is it Cook? Is
0: it- L- letting Wilson eat.
1: No, that's
0: that's Zeke. Oh, Zeke. What is that's right. We had this thing last yeah. week. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's let Wilson cook.
1: I think it. Uh, no, that's not right. that's not sound right. Okay, go ahead.
0: All right, it's not going to happen for him this week. Uh, so don't don't count on it happening every week. The Pats have given up just 15.5 fantasy points to running backs per game since last year, which is the fewest in the NFL. They have also only allowed four receptions per game to running backs over that same time period, which is fourth fewest in the NFL. No. Reason to have Car- Chris Carson in your lineup. Well, I mean, unless you don't have anybody else. <laughs> yeah. then, then you're stuck. My other don't bother this week, Frank Gore against San Francisco. Now, you might be thinking, why not get him into my lineup now that M. Bell is out hurt? Well, for one, since last season, the 49ers have only allowed 17.45 fantasy points per game, which is the third fewest in the NFL. The 49ers are also stingy on receptions for running backs at 3.9 over the last two seasons. I'm also worried about Cam Akers against Philadelphia as a don't bother. Your deep cut don't bother is. Oh, I don't have a. No, I don't have the. You don't have a deep cut don't bother? Don't, no, don't start Aaron Jones. I, no. No, against Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> Must start running backs for me. Adam Thielen versus Indianapolis.
1: That's wide receiver.
0: That's what I said, did I? What did I say? Running back. Must start wide receivers for me, Adam Thielen. Let's start that over. I can I can edit that I out. Just edit that right out. No up. one will even know. <laughs> Kirk Cousins only threw five passes during the first half of the game against Green Bay. When he was forced to throw more in the second half, Thielen lit it up. This week he is going to be forced to throw the ball a lot again considering the horrible Vikings defense. My suggestion, don't pay any attention to the first half of the game. If you're going to be sick, watching Thielen just run down the field and not even have a ball come towards him. (laughs) Wait until the Vikings are so far behind that Cousins is forced to make plays. Thielen will be the man. My next guy, Will Fuller versus Baltimore. When DeAndre was traded away from Houston, Fuller became the guy everyone was putting their money on. Yes, there's still a lot of injury concerns with Fuller, but you should take advantage of this while you can. Last week, Fuller led the team in targets, receptions, and receiving yards. This isn't the perfect matchup, but much like with Adam Thielen, the Texans are going to be in the throw mode, meaning someone has to get those targets because they're going to be down a lot. I also like Alan Lazard against Detroit and Alan Robinson against the Giants. Your deep cut at receiver is?
1: You want to take a guess?
0: It's going to be somebody against Kansas City. I'm going to say Mike Williams. Mike Williams. (laughs) Supposed to be missing the first game. Played
1: uh, 86% of the snaps. Wow. Had uh, four catches for 69 yards and a touchdown. And they're going to be throwing the ball like crazy this week. And like I said, they're missing their two starting cornerbacks. So I think he could have a good game.
0: There you go. Don't bother us for me this week. Tyreek Hill versus the Chargers. Mahomes has never had 300 passing yards against the Chargers. Really? Yep. Hmm. Now, that isn't only this year. That is ever. Ever.
1: Isn't there starting, who, who's, uh, uh, Jarwin? Isn't he out hurt?
0: I don't know. For the Chargers? Yeah,
1: he got hurt uh, preseason, yeah.
0: Who knows? I well, we'll see. In his lone start against them last season, he had 200 yards. This is going to hurt not only Tyreek Hill, but all the receivers on the Chiefs if it plays out the way it has over the last few years since Mahomes has been playing. This doesn't mean Tyreek Hill is unplayable. It just means that if, you, if and when you put him in your lineup for this week, you need to understand what you're likely in for, and that's not going to be a lot of points.
1: That's not going to be good then because all my guys, all my sleepers are
0: going to be in a close game, so they won't, get to, they won't be throwing the ball like crazy. That's bad news. The other guy I don't <laughs> like this week, Marvin Jones versus Green Bay. Going off last week, which is all we could do right now, the Detroit passing game is nothing to be afraid of, especially without Kenny Galladay on the field. In his last two games against the Packers, Jones had a mere three receptions for 25 yards. Now, that's not an average. That's total in his last two games. I'm also benching Keenan Allen against the Chiefs because, well, Mike Williams is going to get it. He's going to light it up. (laughs) Do you have a don't bother or no? I do not have a don't bother. Must starts for tight ends. Here we go. This is it for everybody. Eric Ebron versus Denver. Despite him not showing up at all last week in the Steelers game, Ebron is still getting a lot of love in fantasy football.
1: He's, he's getting a lot of love from himself, too. Yeah. Well. He, he went on the air and said that if he were drafting, he would draft himself. <laughs> oh, of course. That's like Jerick <laughs> McKinnon. Giant ego. <Eagle. laughs>
0: well, no nobody's going to love you like you. <laughs> <laughs> he only scored 2.8 fantasy points last week, which means he wouldn't have gotten much for his team. Uh, but uh, this is a much better matchup for him since the Broncos. Uh have allowed over 23 fantasy points to tight ends. Holy cow. In week one. Uh, I also like Noah Fant versus Pittsburgh. We're going the other way. Drew Locke loves Noah Fant, So play both the tight ends. Exactly. And when your starting quarterback loves throwing to you, you're going to get a lot of targets. It's something I have done tons of research on. So, so this is, it's like science or something. Bill, I, Bill Nye, science guy? Exactly. Fand had 19 fantasy points against a pretty tough Tennessee defense. He also scored a touchdown. Uh, he led the team in receptions and receiving yards. And with Cortland, still, Cortland Sutton still likely out this game, I like Fan to get most of the targets again this week. I also like Dallas Goddard against the Rams and TJ Hawkinson against Green Bay. Your deep cut is? I
1: knew you weren't going to have my guy. Uh, it's going to be. I can't be anybody for the Kansas City because oh. Hunter's not a sleeper. Okay, all right, fine. Okay, here's here's my here's my one deviation.
0: CJ Uzama, Mo Alley Cox. Oh, would have never thought that.
1: With Jack Doyle out hurt. Yep. And uh Trey Burton, what a shocker on IR again. <laughs> um, just like when he was with the Bears. Exactly. It's like it's like oh, we just paid him to come over here and be on IR. Okay. Um, and and with you know. Philip Rivers, who loves to throw to the tight end, and Indianapolis, who loves to throw to the tight yep. end. I don't think Mo'Ally Cox can miss. All right.
0: Don't bother for me for tight end. Rob Gronkowski versus Carolina. I tried to warn everyone that Gronk was going to not be very good at best and a bust at worst. Looks like I should have made that a bold prediction, but I didn't. He was great the last two years when he was playing around with the WWE, but Gronk needs to realize that that 24-7 championship he won in WD, WWE, that's going to be his last. Wait a minute. Are you saying wrestling's not real? It's not real. Holy cow! No, no. It's entertainment. <laughs> He's done. Gronk was so unreliable that Tom Brady never even targeted him in the red zone. And and that's usually Gronk territory. I think Tom's just being selfish. <laughs> in- Throwing around too many (laughs) F-words. That's right. My other don't bother this week is Hayden Hurst versus Dallas. I heard a talking head use this line, and I chuckled a little bit when I heard it. The pecking order for receivers in Atlanta right now is Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, throwing the ball into the ground, and then Hayden Hurst. Oh, wow. (laughs) That isn't good. (laughs) Hurst was touted as their heir apparent to Austin Hooper. I also watched what the Cowboys did to the Rams tight end last week, and it isn't looking good for Hayden Hurst. Keep him on your bench, and uh, so I hope you're not planning on playing him this week. Actually, uh,
1: I am. Somebody cut him, and somebody (laughs) else picked him up in the guillotine (laughs) league. So we'll see.
0: (laughs) So that's it, everybody, for the must starts and dope bothers for week two. Which means it's time to take those must starts and dope bothers and see if there's any betting you can do and make some money on it.
1: Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you
0: that. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here that they do That's right. Time to make some money. Time to pay off that house. <laughs> and if you've been listening to us, you you you'd be on your way. We're not losing money. You'd be doing okay. Here's here's where we're at so far through the first couple weeks of. Organized football being back on between college and and pro. I am 13 for 19, which is 68%. That's good. Dan, although he's only been on the first week of the pros so far, he's four for seven, 70%. That's even better. And then we have Wayne, who's got a lot of bets. I like to throw my money. (laughs) 18 for 27, which is 59%.
1: Well, I'll take it.
0: There you go. I, I sucked at the pros. If it was only college, I'd be in really good. So we have we have all these people out there talking to us about how amazing they are at making their picks and throwing around their percentage. We who don't know a whole lot except our opinions, we're doing just as well.
1: We don't have an eight 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 number, but exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> first one's free otherwise the season's free <laughs> the lock of the week <laughs> get it in now guaranteed to win we know inside information no that's not happening so um we're gonna we're gonna start this week again with college again all these picks are available on the website cffpodcast.com use them at your own discretion uh, my college bets are gonna be short because I lost two of my bets with the with the suspension of the uh, Florida Atlantic. Georgia Southern game. I think it's Georgia Southern. Oh, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia Southern. Yeah.
1: Oh, I had, I was going to say, I thought I had Georgia Southern. It was Southern Miss.
0: No, Georgia.
1: It, it was a directional
0: school. I didn't yeah, yeah, There you go. <laughs> So um, with that, I only have four bets in college because uh, the other ones were a little scary. It's a big, it's a big slate this week. But yeah, but. Not you, a ton not, of not good. A, no. Like I, they had, they had college football on ESPN last night and it was the. Coastal Carolina Chanticleers versus the Campbell Camels and who uh that was Chanticleers
1: crushed I thought so yeah that t- that's a good team
0: yeah they look really good for that Sun Belt conference yeah the uh, silly Sun Belt well,
1: who's who's the Sun Belt they were kicking the – who did they beat la- last they week though? they had uh, they kicked Iowa State they had Iowa State they had Kansas
0: yep both of those teams lost so it yep. was uh who was it was Arkansas State versus Iowa no
1: did you make that bet on Kansas, Kansas State? Oh, wait, not I didn't.
0: No, I, I did. I uh, where, where, where Let's go back there. Sp- talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> why, why you're waiting? Maybe send us an email or text us or <laughs> <With> your pigs. <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette. Ah, I had the money line and the plus eleven and a half against Iowa State. There you go. And then. What was the other one? Uh didn't you have the other one? Well you had that. you had that double bet you were saying you had to take yeah. uh it was the money line and the plus points. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. But you had didn't you have
1: the other one against Kansas? I had both uh Kansas and Kansas State losing. Here Yeah,
0: yeah. Coastal Carolina plus yep. 7 against Kansas. There, there's
1: my Coastal Carolina team. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I, I bet them every week. Why not? We know things. <laughs> or or we're or good at we guessing certain things, yeah.
0: My go my game first first one this week is Central Florida minus seven and a half versus Georgia Tech. The Golden Knights have covered all four of their games versus non-ACC teams in 20, 2019, making their record now 10-3 and three versus the spread in the last 13 games against non-ACC teams. Despite shocking Florida State last weekend, the Yellow Jackets have struggled under their new head coach, finishing 2019 3-8-1 versus the line. Tech is still just 1-6 and six versus the spread when they are hosting a game at their stadium. Give me Central Florida, and I will lay the points. The Central Florida uh, Golden Knights. I am saying say they're golden the helmets, so. Yeah. You got a first game? My first oh, game? Wait, oh. hold on. I'm okay. going to give you this. I'm holding. Circle your things as you. As so I go? Yeah. So as I, as I make stuff up? So I can get the thing updated on the site.
1: Okay, let me find – oh, yeah, I was going to take
0: the the Houston Baylor
1: – oh, that's right, that guy. No, can't I can't. That, who's yeah. Houston Baylor? Yeah, got canceled,
0: uh, so make sure you get your refund on that bet if you've already <laughs> put one in. Yeah, no kidding. Put it on something else. Along Fine. with yeah. the uh, the uh, Florida International game or whatever <sighs> it was. Yeah. Dang teams.
1: Um, okay, my first game is going to be – I'm taking Navy. Ooh. The midshipmen. The, the guys who have yet to tackle – well they, went, they went back in practice to um it, it, they were saying expect to see a much different Navy team against Tulane as a midship and have returned to full contact practice. <laughs> oh, there you go. We were wrong that <laughs> first week. That coach is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we shouldn't just tackle tackle dummies. <laughs> Idiots. They they don't move very fast. But they they are eight and one against the spread uh the following week after uh oh, I'm sorry, I just give you the stat. Since two thousand sixteen teams that lose by in week one by 25 points or more which navy did oh yeah are eight and one against the spread the following week oh so i'm taking navy wish i would have known that ahead of time
0: i'm also taking the under okay my next game the miami hurricane versus the louisville cardinal i'm taking the under 64 and a half on this game uh but i'm only slightly convinced on on it based on the two teams trends when it comes to totals. I'm not sold on either team's offense right now, uh, but I am going to take my chance on the under 64 and a half Miami versus Louisville.
1: And that game started out as a, a two and a half points up to pick them now.
0: Is it? Yeah. Ooh. I just hope it's not a,
1: that's good. Cause we got I two just, and a half points. I just
0: hope it's not a racing track type up and down the field thing.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I'm on the game too. I'm taking, I'm actually taking Miami in the points okay in this one so
0: all right uh my next game oklahoma state minus 22 and a half versus tulsa between 2010 and 2017 these teams have only met three times but in those three games oklahoma state has scored over 59 points in winning and covering all three spreads the cowboys have also covered the last 14 non-big 12 games dating back to 2016 give me oklahoma state and I won't even feel bad about laying the twenty two and a half. Your next game.
1: No, well, I was actually on that game
0: and now I'm, <laughs> no, I No I was going Tulsa.
1: I was going Tulsa <laughs> plus the twenty two and a half, but I'm reading my own stuff and it says, uh already delayed once, Tulsa has had just seven practices heading into their opener with Oklahoma State. Uh oh. And you know my you know my rule against the team with the most practice, practices. You don't you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna bet. I'm not. I'm just. You, <laughs> I want my money back. I'm, I'm listening to you talking. I'm like I have the same team written down. I don't know why I'm possibly taking Tulsa, but okay. All right, who's your next one then? But then I'm gonna take um, Charlotte. Oh. Oh no no I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Oh, I see. I got two games mixed up here. I'm taking Charlotte. Yes. Uh, plus the thirty points. Against uh North Carolina,
0: Ooh. see that I w- I wanted to take that game. I wanted to take North Carolina. They looked really good last week. They they started off slow, and I was worried. And then they just lit it up.
1: Well, I'll I'll let you know that both my my college schedule this week, yes, and my pro schedule, yes. I hate it. <laughs> I I hate the picks.
0: But I had to make picks because I have this money burning no, a hole no. in my pocket.
1: But but I'm, I'm my what I've been doing has been working so far. Yes.
0: So you might as well I'm, stick with it. I'm
1: going with the system. I'm assuming the system is right, and I just I don't want to get my head caught up in it.
0: And with my loss of the Florida International game due to COVID, I have one game left, and that's the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, minus 17, versus the Georgia State, I believe it's Bulldogs. No, yeah. Or Eagles. It's either Bulldogs or Eagles. It's an animal of some kind. But well, Georgia's the Bulldogs, right? Georgia is the Bulldogs, but Georgia State, I think, is they, also the Bulldogs. Really? I think so.
1: You think there would be a, been a referendum in the, yeah, this? Yeah, it could only say, be one bulldog one, one in Georgia. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get real, guys.
0: This week I have it right. The Lafayette Raging Cajuns, like I said, are playing a Georgia State team that has been struggling since 2018 as a dog. Um, they are 4-10-14 as a dog over the la- since 2018. So this is an easy call. Give me the Cajuns, and I will lay the 17 points. And as always, I'm going to parlay those four teams, and hopefully win another $68.
1: <laughs> your rest of your games in college? I am taking SMU, uh, minus 14 against North Texas, always the directional universities. I'm taking Southern Mississippi, minus 14. Uh, who the heck, I don't even know who the heck they're playing. Oh, Southern Miss is playing Louisiana Tech. And then we get the Miami Louisville game. I already did that. Southern? Did I do Southern? I did Southern Miss. Yep. So I think that's I think that's everything.
0: All right, that's it for the college games, which brings us to, you know, I lost my. Oh, you have it right there. Oh. Whew, thought I lost my fantasy girl page. <laughs> uh oh. Which brings us to the NFL bets, everyone, and this one I have six games on. One, two, three. Four, five. Yep, six games. Here we go. My first game. All right. Five. Oh, well, the hell, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You Baltimore minus seven versus Houston. Last season the Ravens went ten and six against the spread during the regular season. This year so far, they covered easily against the Browns in week one. Granted, it was the Browns. Historically, the Ravens have dominated the Texans. They are nine and two straight up, including a 40, 41 to seven blowout last season. Give me the Ravens. I'll lay the seven.
1: I had to go back. I had I, I forgot the NC State game. I
0: oh or, NC State.
1: As I slipped the pages, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, I, I'm sure I have them. Why well,
0: go to NC State?
1: Yeah, so I took them. So anyway, right. uh, my first game. I'm going to take the and again. I'm not comfortable with any of these. So if <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to listen to any of these, I understand. <laughs> I'm taking the Giants plus the five and a half
0: against Chicago. Chicago. That's probably not a bad. I mean. Chicago had to come back from what seventeen or thirteen down? Yeah. last week. And, and they almost starting, lost. Their game.
1: starting quarterback is Mitch Trubisky. Yes,
0: so. and and in all of reality, Chicago should have lost that game.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely.
0: DeAndre Swift,
1: Oof. yeah, poor guy.
0: Next game, this one I'm not really happy about, but we're going to do it. San Francisco minus seven versus the Jets. Uh, despite how bad the 49ers looked last week against the Cardinals, the Jets looked even worse with the Jets losing their number one running back which believe it or not will limit their offense even more <laughs> the Jets have the worst record against the spread since 2018 with a 12, 20 and one record. Give me San Francisco and while I'm at it, I'm also taking the under of 42 and a half. So I'm taking the 49ers minus seven. I'm taking the under of 42-and-a-half.
1: I had the under 42-and-a-half, which I'm going to take. Yes. You just talked me into taking San Francisco. So the game that you <laughs> talked me out of in college, I'll just roll it over here to the pros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seven points to San Francisco, even with their limited wide receiver yeah. court. Jarek McKinnon they should, just should be up. able to
0: score 14. Yeah, they should just be able hopefully. to run up and down the court. Exactly.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to take that.
0: All right. Buffalo versus Miami. I'm going with the under of 41. Last week, the Buffalo Bills allowed just 4.8 yards per play while averaging only 5 yards per play themselves. I do not see a shootout coming here because we do have Fitzpatrick going for the Dolphins. So while the Bills <laughs> are likely going to hold the Dolphins to a few points, the Bills are very much willing to play a grinded out type of game, especially when they're away from home. The Dolphins managed... Only 4.6 yards per play, and Fitzpatrick managed only 191 yards passing. Give me the under in that game.
1: I also took the under in that game.
0: Sweet.
1: This this is either really good that we're uh, agreeing, or it sucks. Yeah, not
0: good at all. <laughs> Kansas City minus nine versus the Chargers. This is going to be a double digit. I'm like, it's only nine. I I'd, I'd easily give up twelve. Give me me the minus nine. The Chiefs were not world beaters last week, but, but they still managed to put up 34 points and covered a nine and a half point spread. On the other hand, the Chargers barely covered their two and a half point spread against a rookie quarterback. Tyrod Taylor looked lost, and their most explosive player, Austin Eckler, for some reason only had one target out of the backfield as a top four receiver. I do not see the Chargers hanging with the Chiefs Give me Kansas City.
1: I was on this game. I had I had flip flop both sides of it,
0: and then all your deep sleepers for must starts. Yeah, so I'm like out I, of it.
1: No, no, I just I just I, I had I had equal data on both sides of it. Okay, so I just I just got off the game. I'm like I can't. I, 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 I'm so <laughs> conflicting uh, on the information, so I'm like I can't do that one. All right, um, I will take though. Um, <sighs> Minnesota plus the three-and-a-half against Indianapolis.
0: All right. You're taking them plus three-and-a-half, you don't think? uh, Plus three, whatever it is. Well, whatever, yeah, but uh, Phil Rivers not able to pass? It's going to be all Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines?
1: I just don't know. The Indianapolis defense, I was really high on them in the preseason. And they didn't look very good. They looked horrible. Yeah. So I just, you know, I don't know. Minnesota, you know, it might be like one of those – Twenty-one, twenty games or something like that.
0: Yeah, my final game: Dallas versus Atlanta over fifty-two and a half. Both teams put up a ton of offense last week, and both will be looking to stay away from the zero and two start of the season. With that, they're going to be trying to put up a lot of offense on both sides. So, I'm going to go with the over fifty-two and a half.
1: I am on the same game, but I'm taking Dallas uh, minus the. Four and a half.
0: Okay. You think they're going to win the game by well, five think, or more?
1: Well, because Mike McCarthy's like one of the best coaches in the. Okay. So I, I couldn't say it with a straight face. <laughs> I couldn't say it with a straight face, but I, Dallas is. I, Atlanta's not a good team. Uh, defensively, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. So it may be a high scoring game, but I think Dallas can Can win it by, out
0: by a touchdown. Yeah.
1: All right. Any I, others? Did I give you the. I, I have two that I don't think I touched. I have the Rams. All right. At Philadelphia minus one and a half. Okay, and I have uh, the, and this one pains me. I was going to get off it, but <laughs> uh, Detroit plus six. Oh, you're taking? yeah. See, I I'm, their I, games are always close, and yes. it just so freaks me out. So yeah, I
0: I stayed away from that game. I was scared.
1: And did you did you do the Tampa Bay? I did not. I'm doing the under on that game.
0: Okay, Tampa Bay versus um Carolina. Oh, that's it, a Sunday night game. Yeah. yeah. Carolina's terrible. So yeah. I, yeah. Okay. That's it for our bets, everybody. Remember, don't bet any more and you can afford to lose, and it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing, and sometimes that's that's us on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Remember, all the bets are available for you on the sports investing page of the website, cffpodcast.com, which brings us to the end of the show, and it's time for the Fantasy Girl We're hoping to not get any uh, emails this week on what's that thing in her nose because, well, she doesn't have anything in her nose. And if they're looking at her nose, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> put the put the pipe down and look where you're supposed to be looking. <laughs> it's time, everybody, for the Fantasy Girl, the, by, by rate of email, most popular seg- segment of the show. What are you going to do? Not even close. It's one to nothing. What are you going to do? <laughs> Check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com, on the Fantasy Girl of the Week page. Um, you want to guess what she is? I mean, it's obvious. So. I'm saying she's. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A fantasy Girl this week, everybody Devon Windsor. Devon Elizabeth Windsor, an American fashion model. She was born March 7th, 1994, in St. Louis, Missouri, um, in high school at Mary Institute and St. Louis Country Day School. She played field hockey, lacrosse, tennis, and she ran track. She's an athlete. She's she's a (laughs) multi-positional player. I mean, look at those legs. I'm telling you. (laughs) You you have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) Windsor was discovered when she was 14 years old. She signed with her first modeling agency when she was in high school. After graduation, she moved to Europe to work in London. She has also been seen in many of the Victoria's Secret fashion shows. As a Victoria's Secret angel. In 2017, she played the role of Jill in the movie. Uh, I'm sure this is a not a well known one. You have to really look for this a one. Cult classic. Yeah, <laughs> brawl in cell block 99. I have that on DVD. <laughs> and she is an avid cook, so she's also been on. She made appearances on Master Chef Celebrity Showdown in 2016, and she was also a a uh, guest diner on Hell's Kitchen in 2017. Wait a minute, is that is
1: that an actual thing? Show? No, I, I know Hell's Kitchen's a real show. Yeah. But is guest diner an actual?
0: Yeah, she was, Um, they had like some special uh, theme for the week. Oh. And huh. she was one of the diners. Okay. Because
1: they always have, I don't know if you watch Hell's Kitchen. I used to watch oh, Yeah, I, I used to love so it. Yeah. Yeah. But they always had those table side yes, the, things. Yes, the, the chef's table. It was always, you know, somebody really famous. Yeah. And I'm like, well, she wouldn't qualify as really famous. I mean, well, she's famous. She's really but hot. but Well, that, different, different show.
0: <laughs> in 2018, she announced her engagement to businessman Jonathan Bart Barbara. No idea who he is. Never heard of him. And then she was married in 2019 on the island of St. Bart's. Which...
1: Not a bad way okay. to go, if you no, can.
0: not a bad way to go. The blonde-haired, hazel-eyed fashion model stands 5 foot 11 inches tall. I was saying say, she looks really tall. Yep. She weighs 121 pounds. She wears a size 2 dress. Her measurements are. Gave you all three views. All right, we're going to start with
1: the waist. Okay. And I, I still think there's some <laughs> photography trickery going on here. Trickeration. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say
0: 23. Close enough. Twenty four. Really, it was twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. All right. Where do you want to go next?
1: Well, we'll go to the we'll go to the top. And, okay. Um, you really
0: only have one view there. Yeah, and it's it's a it's, it's a, push-up it's a push up, raw. It's a push up.
1: It's a faker. It's trying <laughs> to fake me out. Um. So let's go. Uh, let's go. Thirty four. It's
0: exactly correct. <laughs> You, you, you Dan, guess? I love I love your new video on this. This is awesome. <laughs> you want to you guess the bra size or no? No, that's, that's out of my league. 32 B. 32 B for the bra size. And now hips.
1: And we got hips. And she does have junk in the trunk. Yes. So we're going to say, I'm going to say 36.
0: Close enough. 35. Okay. 34, 24, 35. Devon Windsor, everybody, your fantasy girl of the week. Four, week two of the season. Yeah, Saginaw.
1: Send us another, send us, send <laughs> send us us another text. Send us what you don't
0: like about this one, yeah, Saginaw. Yeah, exactly. let, let me know. <laughs> no, actually, we, we shouldn't be mean like that. We do appreciate the emails and
1: oh that's what that's why we do it because we we love them exactly so that's our that's our way of showing it we're we're
0: men we can't just say we love you (laughs) we we need to be mean to you to show you that we love you (laughs) it's the guy thing to do that's right so send us your text cffpodcast at hobbyhall.com or you can email dan he'll be back here sometime hopefully soon well because covid's over so it's just about so
1: that's what everybody's saying even the college kids oh yeah they're dumb
0: well the college kids are dumb (laughs) I'm thinking, it'll probably be after Governor Er ends the mask mandate, he might come back then.
1: Well, you know, it's coming back in November for sure.
0: Well, it's gonna it's gonna get extended because you know somebody tested positive three weeks ago.
1: Oh well, yeah, they haven't reported it yet, so <laughs> we'll just hold
0: all those and put, report them all at once. <laughs> so uh, you can still email Dan Strap1971 at Yahoo.com. He'll let me know if he's got any emails from you. Um, Use the fan line, 414-520-8249. Leave us a voicemail. Leave us a text. We'll read them or play them on the air. Playing them on the air would be more fun. Get to hear different different voices. You get to hear the attitude, too. Exactly. Because you know they're going to be sassy. We'll we'll know how to respond.
1: Come on, send us
0: a sassy email. (laughs) But until next week, everybody, we hope you have a a great week. And um, take it easy. Good luck in your leagues. And uh, be good. See ya.